Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Hi there. It's me, Laura Wasser, the divorce attorney and the founder of It's Over Easy, the online divorce service. I've been practicing family law for over 20 years, and I've worked on thousands of divorces, shepherding people through what may be one of the most terrifying times in their lives. Along the way, I often have to remind people to lower their expectations, When dealing with matters of the heart, rules simply don't apply because all's fair in love and war. So welcome to the All's Fair podcast. Fasten your seatbelts and let's go. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Wasser and this is All's Fair. I'm Johnny Rains and we're psyched you're here. As I've said, divorce is a situation which statistically will befall about half of the couples who marry in the United States. And therefore, at some point, divorce will have an effect on almost every family in America, even if it's a step removed. When we spoke with Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue about what makes a marriage last, Marlo mentioned that couples that they interviewed stayed married because they really love each other and they go through the fire together. Mm. Well, perhaps not the celebrity couples they interviewed, but in the real world, I wonder if couples might stay together because it's easier than getting divorced. You know, they say it's cheaper to keep her. Absolutely. I mean, there are definitely people, particularly in this economy, that cannot afford to get divorced. They can't, you know, decide to have two residents as opposed to one resident. I mean, and particularly during a pandemic, it's very hard to find somewhere else to move anyway. You can't look at apartments. You can't go look at homes. So I think people are staying together, not just because they really love each other, but because out of necessity. And it will be interesting to see what happens as we come out of this pandemic, hopefully sometime in the next 12 months. The family that's featured in last Sunday's Modern Love section, a story is called Humility is What Drew Me to Him, is kind of a story about that. And it is interesting to read about what seems like a very kind of graceful and thoughtful parent and and family member who opted to not follow her heart, but stay in a marriage. Yes. And I thought what was interesting about it, too, is that the wife and the husband, so the parents of this this uh, young man who wrote the article, 
they are of Muslim descent and both of their own families had wanted to arrange their marriages, but they, you know, fought for their own freedom and they married for love. Fast forward, you know, decades later, and they still are are married. um, And the son makes the point that for his mother, it was still about freedom that she stayed in the marriage, which I thought was interesting. Absolutely. In my experience, nobody comes easily to divorce. But in my opinion, the ideas we've discussed with Marlo and Phil a couple weeks ago, notwithstanding enduring, you know, unacceptable behavior year in and year out, support the theory that some romantic relationships do run their course. And the contract with the state that one enters into upon marriage can be broken. What matters most in those situations is what you do with your next chapter. Well, I like what Melanie Griffith is doing with her next chapter. I was reading People magazine the other day, and uh, Melanie Griffith says there's endless possibilities after her divorces. Um, I guess she's been married one, two, three times. Um, Actually, four. Has, she married Don twice. Got you. And uh, she says that what she's spending her time now at home doing is going through all the photos and heirlooms that she has a, as a result of her family, her kids, and her husband's. And she does have good relationships with all of them. It's nice. She's a rock star. We love Mel. On Friday, September 18th, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away at the age of 87 due to metatastic pancreatic cancer. She was a powerhouse and an amazing person. And this one hit really hard, not just because what it will do for uh, the future of our country, but also just somebody, particularly as a woman, as, as an attorney, somebody who really, really paved the way. I, I read an Instagram thing the other day talking about, you know, if you have your own, if you're a woman and you have your own credit card, or if you've ever leased your own apartment, or if you've, you know, had a job where you were paid similarly or the same to your male counterpart, you have Ruth Bader Ginsburg to thank for that. And again, I'm right. sure everybody's heard all of the amazing things that she did for women and for our country. But I found a very interesting article. Ginsburg, only the second woman on the Supreme Court and appointed in 1993, is considered a titan for her fight for equality and women's rights through her landmark Supreme Court rulings. But for Justice Ginsburg, equality was not something that simply happened in the workplace. She fought for it and lived it in every aspect of her life. And for her, a marriage of equality was deeply important. She said, on the day I was married, my mother-in-law took me aside and said she wanted to tell me what was the secret of a happy marriage. Ginsburg said, that secret, every now and then it helps to be a little deaf in a marriage and in the workplace, including in the job I have now. That advice has stood me in good stead, not simply in dealing with my marriage, but in dealing with my colleagues. So again, if you can kind of turn a blind eye or be a little bit deaf, don't let everything bother you so much and you might get through it. Another great story and part of this article was a time when she had been up really, really late one night working on a brief and her son's school had called because she was the mom. And she said, this child has two parents. It's my husband's turn and gave them Marty's number. And and he was to deal with that. Sounds a little bit like fair play, right? With Eve Rodsky. Absolutely. She was ahead of her time. She said that her husband really always valued her intellect, what she did both in the home and out of the home. That mutual kind of respect and appreciation, I think, is huge. It lasted them a 56-year-long marriage. In my world, that's, that's an accomplishment. And again, a lot of that comes from both people really being so respectful of each other and appreciative of each other. I agree. And I, I also liked what she said about how Of all the boys she dated, he was the only one that really cared that she had a brain. Right. Which, again, probably 
a little less normal back then than now, but we speak with so many young women about what makes relationships work and who's the right person to be dating. Definitely take some love advice from Ruth Bader Ginsburg and rest in peace, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You are a true American hero. Amen. Even though our focus this season is on exploring how people navigate all kinds of relationships, today, let's focus on divorce and death. Yes, let's. It's it's my specialty, (laughs) as you know. Yes, 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 I know. And we know. And our work together at It's Over Easy has taught me a thing or two about family law as well. And speaking of family law, you've been quite busy lately, I've noticed. Um, So tell us, what's happening with the courts these days? Are they set to close down anytime soon? I don't think so. They are really limiting things. I had a court appearance last week, so there I was in the you know September heat with my mask. You have to wear your mask the entire time. I was going to say, do you have to wear a hazmat? No, I didn't wear a hazmat, but I did wear a mask, and I made the you know argument. I sat there for four hours, made my entire oral argument wearing a mask. The judge was wearing a mask too. The clerk, the court reporter, my client, opposing counsel. Finally, Los Angeles Superior Court has gotten something called LA Court Connect, which is kind of like a Zoom, so you can actually have video hearings as opposed to just appearing via phone, which we've always been able to do, but it obviously isn't quite as compelling if you're making an argument over the phone as if the judge can actually see you. And if the judge can see you, um, even without a mask on is even better. So that's what's been happening in court. I don't think they're going to close down again, but I will say that I am seeing many, many more uh, self-represented litigants deciding to go online, doing things online, getting the help they need online, not having to brave, you know, the public courthouses and being able to do it that way as we have it on at Dovereezy makes it a lot better. And again, you can kind of, you know, dip out if you need help from a mediator or an attorney, but doing it online without the need for attorneys or uh, a court a judicial officer really, really helps because they just are overloaded and they don't have the time that generally litigants need if they're having an entire case or matter heard. Well, it's interesting we say that people are turning online to navigate their own divorce. I had the opportunity to talk to a um, couple that are working on their own divorce on It's Over Easy. And one of the things that I guess the, the female spouse said that was really interesting is she she pointed out how much money and time they've saved by using It's Over Easy versus hiring attorneys and going through the process. Yep. I mean, if you can do it, we recommend it. Generally, there are no lightning bolts or magical signs that tell you when it's time to get divorced. When the bad starts outweighing the good on a consistent basis, you may feel that taking the next step is appropriate. Whether you decide to navigate your own divorce on its over easy, or you want to pay lawyers, or you want to burn yourself in the fire and stay married, one of our goals at our online divorce website and here on All's Fair is to arm you with information so you know what to expect. Divorce is never easy, although the legal part actually should be easier, but for many, it's one of the toughest things that they will ever go through. Our guest today is one person who really had it tough. We hear people say all the time that their life should be a movie or the truth is stranger than fiction, but for our guest today, both are actually true. She's an actress, singer, and comedian who was making a documentary with her husband, a well-known comedian, and then this happened. 
right, let's make a serious turn now to Ralphie May. He was a pretty well-known comedian when he passed away two years ago. Now there's a new documentary giving fans an in-depth look into his life. The original idea of the film was it was meant to be a weight loss journey for Ralphie. I'm glad I could be here and expose America to fat people. I loved my husband very much. He was incredibly smart and, and very, very charismatic. And yeah, I mean, he was able to hide a lot of things. What Ralphie May was hiding was an addiction to weed and painkillers on top of his addiction to food. It all plays out in the documentary, What's Eating Ralphie May? I wouldn't mind it if we had a happy ending. Sadly, Lana didn't get that wish. Ralphie died in 2017 of cardiac arrest. Please welcome to All's Fair, Lana Turner. Hi, Lana. Hi, guys. Thank you. Hi there, Lana. Wow. What a story. So I think just so that, our, so that our listeners understand, as you guys were working on the documentary, it became apparent to you that he really wasn't going to go through with the weight loss. And then he filed for divorce. Is, am I getting that right? Pretty much. I mean, Ralphie and I had been together for 17 years. And a lot of people make assumptions about us because of our size difference. Um, like, it's easy to make assumptions, especially in the celebrity world. But he and I were together for seven years before he ever made a dime, like we were broke together. And I just adored him. He was so sweet. And um, he always intended to lose the weight. And I truly believe that he wanted to. Um, but I didn't really understand addiction and how complicated that is. And as life went on, the addictions progressed and changed. So turning the camera on that really highlighted it for me. And, um, and also for him, I guess. And yeah, our marriage fell apart. Wow. Okay. So wait, let me back up a little bit. So when you say people make assumptions, particularly in Hollywood, you're saying people might've thought that because he was heavy and you weren't, that you were with him because he was a comedian and he had made money. Um, yeah. And he wasn't just heavy. <clears throat> I mean, Ralphie was super you know, heavy, super right. heavy. <laughs> okay. So, and I don't blame people for making those assumptions, but yeah, I mean, it's, it was never the case. Like we were together for so long. And so like, I, I say that to highlight what a sweet person he was because you could see through that. I mean, he was handsome. He was just very overweight. But I mean, like, that was a, a big deal. And I always believed in his ability to get over it, you know, and get down to a healthier person, which he had intended. Um, and he actually lost a bunch of weight before we got married. So he was well, on yeah, a Well, yeah, I was going to say, looking at that, our listeners can't see it, but certainly if they see the documentary and when, when the, the e-clip that I was just seeing it definitely seems to have vacillated. There were times where he was much, much bigger than others. And that's got to take its toll too. I mean, everybody says, oh, you have to do this for your health. It's not just aesthetically. This is a clear example of how he really, really just wore his body down as a result of being so big. Well, I mean, when I met him and I had no idea how big he was because he was pretty agile. He could get around him. He was young. He right. was 800 pounds when I met him. <clears throat> oh my him. God. Yeah, no exaggeration. I know. And then... um he lost 300 pounds because he did a gastric bypass and, and was really encouraged. Um, so he used to joke, I lost a whole fat man and I'm still fat, which is a great <laughs> joke. Um, but then I, it, it plateaued. And then once we got married, I just, I feel like he said a lot of things because he wanted a lot of things, but really maybe couldn't, which is, I think, an, an addict trait, right? Right. Like, so yeah, in hindsight. And so you guys were in the process of divorcing when he passed away in, in 2017. Yeah, in a brutal divorce. Like it was Oh, awful. it got ugly. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. Like I, you hear about awful divorces. Ours was awful. We had two houses. We had one in Tennessee and then one in California. And um, 
and he filed in Tennessee, which would have been, a, in his mind, a more favorable place to file. Really, the more favorable part of that was child support, because Tennessee does not have a good child support for California. And the kids had been living in California at school. We'd been in this house for years with the kids, but touring out of Tennessee made sense for him. Right. And uh, so we had a jurisdictional battle before we could even get to the divorce, and it lasted forever. And yeah, he, he passed before... The, you know, before we were able to finish. Oh, good times. <laughs> good times. <laughs> a, a lot of people ask this question, and I know they're going to be thinking about it. When somebody dies during the pendency of a divorce, unless they've changed their will, it all goes to the other spouse, correct? Yep. I'm the yep. executor. So like I worked for my husband's business for our entire marriage. I totally was involved in every aspect of his career, and I still... And working for him post-mortem, even after the divorce, which is like really weird. And listeners, this this should not be incentive to kill your spouse during the pendency of a divorce. That's not no. what I'm recommending at all. I just wanted, I know people ask that question of me all the time and it could go to probate. It depends, but in your case, no. And you guys have two kids. Oh, no, kids. no. I, I oh. went to, through probate. Oh, it did? Well, yeah, not the will. The will was not contested, but, right. and I did not have anything to do with his death. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> Again, all fair does not clear. endorse. Yeah, yeah, yeah we okay. do not endorse murder. No, no. <laughs> I actually couldn't even talk to him. Like, I loved him so much all those years. And the last year of his life, I didn't speak to him for the last 12 months. So he just, I couldn't talk to him. He was so angry at himself, really. But I was the closest person to that. Yeah, so, we see that a lot. People taking it out on the person who's closest to them and who they believe will love them unconditionally. And then if somehow it seems that they're not going to love them unconditionally or at least stay with them unconditionally, then they lash out. Right. I mean, so you ended up making the documentary after he had passed away. Yeah. And it premiered I, last year in Nashville, yes? Yes. At, on the anniversary of his passing, which was particularly special because Nashville was a, a special place for him. So I wanted, it just felt so cr like crazy perfect that we were able to premiere there. And you guys won an award. Best of the festival. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. And where Congratulations. can where can where can people see it now? Well, right now it's gonna have another screening at the Atlanta Film Festival, but everything changed with COVID. We had a bunch right. of festivals lined up and and so um we're just waiting to figure out where it's going to stream. Like that's a, a slow everything's a very slow process. And uh and so COVID hasn't made that any faster, and uh, but it will it will stream. People can actually sign up on the website on whatseatingralphiemay.com for email updates when we do, and then obviously social media. All of that is still going for him and myself. So yeah, it's a great film. You're going to see it. It's just going to be a matter of time before we figure out where. And you live in LA now, Lana. Yes. 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 And I you do. and your and your kids are how old now? Oh, my daughter just turned thirteen, and my son's eleven. So oh. yeah. Fun. Get ready. <laughs> Teenager. Yeah. Has the eye rolling begun yet? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. It gets yeah. worse. But you're originally Canadian, huh? I am. Yep. I'm a Canadian Texan. Howdy, eh? <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. And so tell us a little bit more about you. Well, um, I started stand-up like, I'm embarrassed, like two decades ago. Um, and... I love telling jokes and making people laugh. And this has been the greatest journey. And having kids and being a stand-up has been really an interesting time. 
but I mean, I feel so blessed. I, I like as crazy as all of that is to watch myself going through the the documentary and that window of time. I feel really proud because I've been able to come out of it on the other side and be truly happy. And that was I didn't know when I I feel like I see people now who are in the midst of their trauma and I and I remember when I was in mine and people would say okay you're going to get to the other side it's going to be okay and it and really it really has been of course like losing Ralphie and my children losing their father like there's nothing that we can do to take that pain away but but we we're getting through it and we've gotten so far and also I think helping other people can be really really healing like you said as other people were saying, just get through it, just get through it. Now you can be the person on the other side going, come on, I got you. Like, let me help you through this. Watch this story. Let me tell you. And also, let me make you laugh a little bit. Totally. It was interesting because when I was going through my divorce, I started talking about it on stage and it completely changed my my relationship with the audience. Like for the first time ever after my show, people would come up and we would like hug each other and it, like people would laugh, but they'd also feel like a, a emotional connection because we've all gone through some sort of traumatic experience and so many people through divorce and loss. And so being able to, to share that with others and make them laugh through it has been really powerful for me. I bet. And you're working on a book, yes, as a companion piece? Yeah, yeah because when we premiered the film and then the, the few screenings that we've had, People have come up with so many questions for me. And so I felt like there needed to be an additional component to the movie. And uh, and so, yeah, we're editing that now. And as soon as I find the film a home, I'm going to find the book a publisher. Awesome. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is the It's Over Easy podcast, All's Fair with Laura Wasser. I'm Laura, your host, and today's show is about divorce. Certainly the experience we're listening to today is a cautionary tale. But remember, though the past may loom large, it's the present where you have the power. There's no sliding doors moments in real life, but there are next chapters. Our guest today is turning her next chapter into a true catharsis, and she's doing it with humor. She's one of the funniest comedians on the circuit these days. Just search her name on YouTube, Amazon, or iTunes to watch and listen to her razor-sharp wit and hilarious songs, including the first-ever comedy visual album called Limeade. She's also producing and starring in the documentary What's Eating Ralphie May, which includes footage from the last days her husband was alive and the early stages of their divorce. Lana, in the article you wrote for the Insights blog on It's Over Easy, you say that you wish you could have had an amicable divorce. What do you think it is that stopped you and Ralphie from being amicable? I get the jurisdiction issues and then that boils down to money. But tell us a little bit more in your own words what you think really was the precluder. Uh, For sure, drugs and absolutely enablers. And him having access to finance was not healthy at all in the divorce because I was the outspouse, so I was told. And yes. that happened very early on. So we had a business manager in Nashville, this company called Vaden, and they uh, sided in the divorce. Like they represented both of us as a business manager. But as soon as the divorce happened, he was the income earner. So they went with him. And then they had a relationship with his divorce attorney in Nashville, Rose Palermo, who was paid every single month. So it was I'm working really- with her on a case right now. Yes. Are you? <laughs> She's very good. She's... Well, she's known as a very aggressive divorce attorney, and she likes to collect every penny. So when you mentioned probate, she came after her very last bill in probate when she'd made so much money through the entire divorce. And her final bill closed on the day he died. So she billed him to Up learn that to he died. End. To learn <laughs> that he died. Like, I just, I, I, when I saw that, I imagined the conversation of her assistant walking in the office and saying, Rose, Ralphie's passed. And, and her like, writing one quarter hour. Egg, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Do you want to hear a great joke that you can use that's the reverse <laughs> of that? Yes. So there's a divorce attorney, old guy. Actually, we'll make, we'll make it a woman in this situation. Okay. Can't imagine what her name would be, hypothetically speaking, but she dies. And her client calls the office and says, hi, is so-and-so there? And the receptionist says, I'm so sorry to tell you this, Miss So-and-so, but she died. And the woman says, oh, okay. Next day, calls again. Hi, is so-and-so there? No, I'm, I'm afraid she died. Oh, okay. Three days in a row, calls again. Hi, is so-and-so there? No, I'm afraid she died. Didn't you call the past two days? I mean, I told you she died, right? Yes, but I just love hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 that's God. messed up. <laughs> again, All Fair that. Podcast does not endorse murder or killing your attorney. They didn't kill, she didn't kill her. She was just happy to hear she was dead. She just loved listening to the words, no, I'm sorry, she died. Anyway, uh, back to your story. I mean, tell us, so, so he had the access to the funds. He was spending whatever he wanted. You well, were the outspouse, which I, which I know is extremely frustrating, especially when you have 
business managers that have fiduciary duties to both of you and they decide to go with the money and enablers, as you said, I see this happen a lot with people in the entertainment industry. You've got a bunch of people who are earning a percentage of whatever Ralphie or whoever the entertainer is earns. So they, A, want to make sure that they're producing, getting on stage, doing what they're supposed to do so that they get their percentage, but they also want to make sure that they keep their gig. So there's a lot of yes men involved. And oh, yeah. And, and you as the out spouse, and often the family law attorneys, and again, I can't speak for Rose in this situation, but a lot of times I'm the first professional that's saying to a client like, no. And they're like, what do you mean? No, nobody says no. I said, I, say, I bill by the hour. I don't get a percentage. No, I'm not going to blow sunshine up your ass and tell you something that's actually not going to happen. And again, if your kids lived in California, that's where the case should have been. Okay. So totally, Right. And it's funny, you just basically told the story because that's totally what happened. I mean, like he had a um, a friend become his professional manager who just navigated everything and kept him on the road so much that like he was, it, look, I mean, at his size, he wasn't, and he wasn't taking care of himself. There was no way he was going to be okay. But I mean, at, with that much work and the pressure of everything else in life and then and then the stress of a divorce to boot and the drugs, just the whole combination was really, really, it wasn't going to end well and it didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, even Vaden, the the business manager, their case got thrown out of um, probate because they got busted pulling money out of his account after he died. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. Oh That's my a, God. It was That's crazy. a no-no. Big no-no. They knew better, but you know, I mean, that was the motivation in the whole thing, money. Right. So it's how old was sad. he when he died, Lana? Uh, he was 44, I think. 40. Way too young. Way yeah, too 45, young. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's too young. I spent a good part of yesterday on the phone with a woman in her 70s, and she was the earner spouse. She had a lot of money, and we were talking about spousal support, and she kept saying, Now, if I die, because this is stressing me out so much, he's not going to get anything. And I said, okay, I'll let them know. But I don't know that that's a big motivator, okay? We want (laughs) to keep you alive so we can finish the case, you know? But it's just, it is. Whatever he was experiencing as a result of his weight and the vacillation of losing and gaining and the drugs and not taking care of himself and being on the road, I assure you that going through the litigation incident to the divorce, particularly with kids, and you who had been his, you know, tried and true for all of these years, that I am sure exacerbated. Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt. There were so many other crazy things that were going on through the whole experience for him. I just, yeah, it just wasn't going to go well. But I was like, when you said it shouldn't go to Tennessee... I could not believe that the chi- now we kept custody in California, but they were going to determine child support. I don't know how you can determine child support out of Tennessee when your custody stays in California. And that was the crazy. I had to hire an attorney that could work in both states. And I, I don't right. know if you know Crystal Bodinghouse. I don't know if you know her, but she's I do in- know the name. Yes. And she was great. So she came in. And I mean, Tennessee was so different than California, the two courts. Like, yes. the judge in Tennessee was literally like, it felt like I was in the Dukes of Hazzard. Oh, no. It's like, hey there, little lady. Cassandra, yeah. right up to the council table. And I noticed you're wearing pants. We don't wear pants in this courtroom. And you're like, it's the 2000s. What are you talking about? It was yeah. crazy. And Crystal walked in there and it just created havoc. I, it was awesome to watch because she came in and she could say, this is what the cost of living is in California, because sure. it's hard to comprehend in Tennessee how much more money it is here. Yes. And but we it, have, I mean, it's, it really is. California is so much higher than other states. I mean, 
even on the West Coast, Washington State is like a 15th of what they give you in California, which is also why we have so many people coming here specifically for the purpose of, I'm going to come here, I'm going to get pregnant, I'm going to have a kid, show me the money. I know that Um, wasn't you. I'm just saying we have a lot of forum shopping with people coming here because it's so high. Yeah, no, and I wasn't forum shopping. I mean, the kids were, they they had to actually, so Ralphie had filed, it said it was a reported that I was the one that filed for divorce. I should have, but I never would have. I was, I didn't, I always, I believe in in the commitment that I made and I was with him and I knew he was sick and I, I, I would never have left him. But he had filed in Tennessee and his first filing, he claimed that the kids were going to school there. They never went to school there. They'd been in school in California for like five years. So there was no proving that. So yeah. anyways, they unfiled that first filing. And then we tried for about six months to keep the marriage together. And then he refiled. And then I had to file in California. And Ugh. it just, yeah, <laughs> it and was the, crazy. And the problem is, I mean, I really feel for you because as we speak about so much on this show, Johnny, don't we? And, and at It's Over Easy. Yes. When you have children, that person will be in your life for the rest of your lives. And what generally happens is as the dust settles, you build a rapport, you rebuild the relationship, you remember the things you loved about them as you're co-parenting with them. And even though it's really shitty as you're going through it, once you get out the other side and you've each started your next chapters, generally you figure out a way to get along much better and you can continue having that relationship. Not only did your kids lose the ability to grow up with their dad, which is tragic, but you and he never got to kind of get to that point where you go, you know what, that sucked, sorry, but I do love you and you are my family and let's move on and we, let's be there for each other. And I, that's something that I grieve for you that you weren't able to have that because it really is. I have it with both of the dads of both of my kids and it's huge. Yeah, no, I, I wish that, you know, there's things whenever you lose somebody, it doesn't matter through if it was your spouse or anyone else in your life, there's always those loose ends that you didn't, those things that you say, I wish I could have had this opportunity or that opportunity. Even if you were, you know, with them in the last final moments, you still yeah. have so much regret. And so there's a lot of things that I wish I could go back in time and and say, but that we, it was impossible to talk to him at the end of his life. And honestly, he, he was, he was so unhealthy. Like that last year, he, he couldn't even make his um, required phone calls with the kids, and mm. and he he had um, visitations in which he would come to town to see them, and then would no show. Like he'd come specifically to L.A. to see the kids, and wouldn't even. Yeah, it was, and that was really really hard and hard. I'm and sure. I feel for my kids so much because they obviously deserved more than that, and right. they and I don't think it was for lack of love on his part at all. He was just. He was really, really sick. Yeah, and, and it was really sad. And he had people who, like you said earlier, that were willing to do all that bidding for him and keep him in that state. So, yeah. Well, you definitely have done a mitzvah, as they say in my tribe, in terms of you I'm know in keeping. The tribe. <laughs> okay, in our tribe, in terms of making sure that he's remembered well, that it is a cautionary tale, and I think that's huge. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before 
during and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From your divorce story, you're obviously familiar with how we lawyers gather our information, but we've adapted the interrogatories, which is a discovery format, um, to do some discovery of our own about our guests right here on All's Fair. So, Lana, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Absolutely. Okay. The first one you don't have in front of you, because I've been thinking about it, and I just, it's not a trick question, but what's with the name? Did your parents know they were naming you Lana Turner? I mean, like, after this famous actress? So um, in our tribe, they like to name the children out with the first initial of a relative. And my um, grandfather's name was Lou. So they went with Lana. And my parents knew of Lana Turner, but were not worried about it at the time. Just went with it. And, okay, and uh, she was just L-A-N-A, right? She wasn't yes. spelled like you are. Okay, so yes, totally so I can, different. Yeah. All right. yep. It's a beautiful so name. Still... Oh, thank you. All right, so which relationship in your life has had the most profound impact, Lana? So I have like two answers. Obviously, the first one would have to be chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it gets you through everything. <laughs> yes. It's, it's been a godsend. Um, but, and then, of, and then I have to go with, of course, my children. Because yes. I would not have made it through things in a healthy way without my kids. They're awesome. They're my lifeline. Okay. I like that. What's your favorite love song? So I was thinking about this one in that I would have to do some ruthless self-promotion here. And I'm going to curse. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to have to say one of my songs. And then I'll give you my other favorite love song. Is um, I, When I went through my divorce with Ralphie, I was, I was pretty pissed off when he filed. And I wrote an album of comedy songs called Limeade. It came out around the same time as Beyonce's Lemonade. Yes. So, so it was kind of a parody not in the songs, but in the, in the fact that I did the visual album. So my favorite love song from that album was he loved the pussy, but he hated the cunt. 
my god <laughs> can you can you hum can you sing a few bars uh you can check it out online <laughs> okay okay but, but, they, but that's the hook so rhyme any word with cunt which is my favorite word by the way i know a lot of people don't like that word but it's one of my favorites because it it's really gets the word. point across it does um, so any word that rhymes with that just hum that out and then rhyme it with cunt and you've got the okay. song but it's I my love favorite it. love it's definitely a broken-hearted love song but um my favorite love song out there now, I'd have to say, I love Somebody by Depeche Mode. Yes. Good. I love Depeche Mode. Yep. We've represented a few members of Depeche Mode. <laughs> Every- I've, I'm an alt-rock girl at heart, so like a lot of the like pop stuff, I don't know, but like give me a good like K-rock band or alt-nation band or lithium band, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> You, I think everybody, if, you, if for any story that you hear, you're like, yeah, I represented that person once. Oh, yeah, I know, I know intimate details about everything in their life. Yeah, that, that means I've been doing this for too long, probably. <laughs> What's the one piece of advice that you'd share with your 20-something-year-old self? That is easy, which is the only person that I can change is me, which is really the message of that film because yeah. I am the poster child for codependency. When I look at that movie, I just want to reach in and grab myself and pull myself out of it because I really believed that I could help him change and you can't. But then when I started to change is when things got better for me. So that. Awesome advice. I like that. Okay. And finally, Lana, which romantic comedy could you watch on repeat? So that also will have two answers because right now during the pandemic is Groundhog Day. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, but my favorite love story of all time has to be because of the very last scene of the movie, Annie Hall. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you, do you remember like the yes. final quote at the end is, you know, you put up with all the crazy and you go through everything that you go through for a relationship because you just need the eggs. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and again, we spoke a bit at the top of the show with Johnny before you came on about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and some of her advice for marriage. And one of her pieces of advice is that what her mother-in-law told her on her wedding day was, sometimes you just have to be a little bit deaf in a marriage. Like just, <laughs> you, you, get, you get past it. Anyway, Lana, thank you for making us laugh and cry a little today. Tell people where they can download your music and find your videos online and give, get the latest updates about the movie. Sure. Like you said, my name's spelled with an H, so it's L-A-H-N-A. Otherwise, backwards, it's anal. So I always tell people that's how you can remember it. Oh, my goodness. Good to know. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I can remember that. You can remember that. So L-A-H-N-A, Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R. And I'm on all social media platforms. So the video, like all my music's on YouTube. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those places. And like I said before, the movie is on the website, whatseatingralphiemay.com. And I have a website, lanaturner.com, that'll get you to all those other places as well. So... Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing with us. So many people that we work with and listen to this podcast needed to hear this story and we wish you well and we're all going to watch the movie too. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. Yeah. So that was amazing. I mean, I can't tell you how many people wish that their spouses would drop dead in the middle of a divorce, but that definitely (laughs) is a sad story. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And to have it all on film too is really incredible. Yeah. So for more information about divorce and what to expect, visit itsovereasy.com backslash insights. There's also our private Facebook group at It's Over Easy Community, where you can find our flip book, What to Expect When Getting Divorced, and videos from recent Facebook Lives featuring Laura live answering questions about divorce. 
We're not trying to promote divorce. We just want people to know how to handle it if or when it happens to you. And once you do embark upon the separation or divorce process, it's very important to remember three key things. Be kind, be reasonable, and be brief. Remember that this person will no longer be your spouse, but he or she will continue to be your co-parent, family member, and perhaps business partner in certain assets or entities, unless they die. That's our show for today, folks. But if you've subscribed, scroll on through our feed to see what else we're talking about. Click to rate us at Apple Podcasts and write us a quick review so we know what you want to hear. Let's speak next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.